All right, welcome to episode 116 of the Bottom Line Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, alongside of me is my co-host, Steve. Uh, make sure you go subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud by searching Always Up to Something. And you can also watch the full version of each podcast on our YouTube page. Next, give our sponsor Always Up to Something a follow on Instagram at underscore always up to something underscore and use promo code TBLPOD on always up to something dot store for 10% off any purchase. Once again, that's TBLPOD on always up to something dot store for 10% off any purchase. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at bottom line underscore pod. Without further ado, we welcome on a very special guest to the pod today. Um, a fellow friend of Mason Woods, who we had, we've had on several times on this podcast, um, and Brian Weber. How you doing, man? Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Glad to be on. Glad to be on and talk about the future, man. It looks bright and ready to get it started. Yeah, get your sunglasses ready because I hope it doesn't blind you. It's so bright because it looks like uh, it looks like Mike has a whole bunch of exciting stuff. You know, he's, he's been building up uh, a lot of. Um, a lot of anticipation and we had been talking about that before the pod so let's just get into yeah. that a little bit before you talk about what you're necessarily anticipating for right and mm-hmm. and just for you guys listening we're ki- um, i think i want to kick this off a little bit differently um i probably should have started with this but obviously last episode we had uh we had mason on here and part of our discussion with him was that like obviously we always want him to be more involved with what we're doing here because like the more Mason comes on our podcast, frankly, he pulls in yeah. a bunch of views and like we were saying, his following just aligns with what we're doing uh, here, you know? Um, so just like everything makes sense with him and we love him here and he's, he's family here. So when we were talking to him, it's, it's uh, like, we want to get like his fan base more involved. So, so we had been talking to him just like before we, necessarily start having him like post stuff like hey anybody want to come on a podcast like just him kind of like talking to the people that are interested already and stuff like that and you were one of those people you know you were saying that you had told him that um how cool it was that he was coming on our podcast and talking about mike um but then thanks first off for that um but then uh but then it just made sense to have you on because you say it seemed like you're very passionate about the subject and uh and which is good and um and also uh that it makes sense because uh you you come highly recommended from someone that we really like so thank you for coming on here so like i started with with this is that um is that like there's a lot of anticipation you know um mike's been consistent in the sense of that he's been consistently teasing we'll say and he's been definitely giving some music and some projects and stuff like that but I guess before we talk about the anticipation stuff, how do you feel about like Mike Stud and what did what does Mike Stud mean to you before we talk about the future? But what does that era mean to you and kind of like uh, like like what were some standout moments to you? Uh, but just talk about kind of the the chapter that's just closed. Gotcha. So uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, but I'll, I'll fill everybody else in. Uh, I was in like I think eighth or ninth grade when I first heard of Mike Stud. I was like, who the hell is this? I don't even know who this is. But I was in like a class, I think it was a computer class. I had Pandora on, you know, back in the day before Spotify or any of that. And it randomly popped up 
and it was like Mike Stud. I, I want to say it was it was Live It Up from from the Toast to, to Tommy uh, mixtape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I was like, okay. So I, I put it in my my phone notes, and whenever I went home, I looked up, and ever since that one fateful day, man, it's it's been it's been a, a you know a passion of mine. Huge huge shout out to Pandora. Um, but listen, yeah, you know, it's funny because I I've mentioned this in the past to uh, to Kyle and um and especially when we started this like we talk a lot about like current news when it comes to mike and updates and stuff like that which is something that's that's really cool that we get to do and we uh have built this platform to do so but i i think that what we don't do enough is kind of like reminisce on kind of like the highlight moments and talk about the older stuff and a lot of the people that come on here they're like yo favorite song is swish you know what I mean? Now, that means a lot to me because Swish is one of my favorite songs, too. But what that tells me is that you probably haven't listened to anything prior to that, you know, exactly. which is fine, which is fine. But what I don't like is when those people are complaining about his content and the lack thereof. Because if you haven't listened to the whole discography or you haven't dug back and, and watched the videos, it doesn't have to be a Torrance Boring video. He's got plenty of music videos out there. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you haven't got dug through everything, then don't be bitching about not, there not being enough content. So you come on here and you tell me that that you heard that song first off, Toast to Tommy. And initially, I know that you've been around for a while in this fan base. I, I've known him since the first song you put out. You know, like yeah. like literally, like I've been on his radar for forever. You know, and and uh, since the snapbacks and the flat rooms is like what I like to call it since that era. So I've been I've been a big fan of his for a long time and seen him countless times and stuff like that. So like I've definitely seen the whole development and same thing with Kyle, which is why I like doing this with him. So it's super special to have someone on like you. So I pose the question, like, what's your favorite like moment? Is it like a music video or uh, have you been to shows? I had not yet because, like I said, I was I was on the younger side. I mean, I graduated yeah. almost four yeah, years yeah, that's ago why now. But I'm in I'm in uh, in Louisiana, so he hadn't really done but maybe one show here. Yeah, hey, no, we were talking about. We that. talked about those pre-show, Steve. Hey, there we go. I, <laughs> I brought that up. I, I brought that up, but I was like, <laughs> I know I know he's gonna get a kick out of that once I tell him. But you know, I mean, it's not a big area down here. You know, maybe once every five or six, eight years, a big artist will come down to to New Orleans, where where I'm at. But man, I, I I've just got so many moments. Like like my whole playlist. I played foot. I played ball growing up. My whole football playlist was just Mike Stud, you know, just everything through and through. And I, I agree with what you're saying that if somebody tells you like their favorite song is These Days or Swish, that's respectable. But they got, you know, multiple projects. I can't even count how many other projects he had before that that they could be catching up on. And mm-hmm. we're, I was telling him to, to think of a you know, before you just hopped on of his like top few songs. And it's so tough because they just, I, I listen to every song he's put out, no matter what, like it all sounds good to me, but I'm just a diehard fan. Um, and I was, I was asking because I think my favorite song, number one is probably thank you from relief. I heard that song whenever I was like 13, 14 years old. And I was just like, okay. And it just stuck with me. And every time I listen to it, it's like, you know, 
it, it has a lot of like, you know, melodies and like, like auto tune and stuff, but I, I don't know. It, it kind of, like you said, it makes you reminisce. It takes you back to, to where, what you were going through in that time when you first heard that song. Mm-hmm. And whenever he says, you know, um, that we, you know, thanks to us, thanks to the real fans, the real OG fans, you know, that's what made it worth it for him to keep going through it all. So I think I that's, like, I think that is where like uh, that song alone, like, shows you that how authentic of an artist he is because yeah I, I mean i don't i don't see a lot of obviously like artists like love their fans and they love the support but to make a song thanking mm-hmm. your fans for for all that they do to 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 where they've got him got him up to that point obviously al- along with him his talent alone but yeah. with, with without his fan support too i mean he wouldn't i don't think he would have he would have made it up to this to that point so i think that's a that's a not only a slept on album and song, but uh, I think that just shows you. Um, what about you, Kyle? His most authentic side. What, what what would you what sticks out to you like from the from the Mike Stud days? What song sticks out from you? Could be something as old as what he's talking about, or maybe something recent. No, I I really I, that relief album was super slept on. Actually, I was listening to that in rotation today at work. But um, I you know all the I think he. I've talked about this with another one of my buddies. He's in in every one of his. This is kind of just a random fact, but that I've, I I picked up. He's listed off in in some form of way, or you know, some bar, some rep, some sports reference, and in, in pretty much, I think that whole album, almost every single quarterback in the yeah. NFL, <laughs> he's, he's he's done some sort of some sort of rhyme or something. You know, it, it's funny, but. Um, I just no, I just appreciate. I, I've always appreciated uh, just the way he lyrically he he um, he incorporates sports references and and involves you know different stuff that's going on in, in, in at that time in life. Um, like that that line where something it was like um, it was something about the, that uh, this song wasn't on relief, but it was something about the Boston bomber. And something it was just one of the most fire lines, probably not very politically correct at the time, but it was one of the most fire lines I've I've ever heard. Oh, dude! And I was like, this guy, gonna... this guy is not afraid to fucking spit and and, and speak mine. Let's play. Oh. What? So, what did you say? I was gonna say if you want a, a fire, like I don't think most people even know this existed. But if you go listen to, wasn't was Wall Street on the on on its spring break, homie? It is. Yeah, dude, that is some of the coldest lyrics oh. I've ever heard, mm-hmm. especially from Mike. Like that that verse at the end, like like you said, it might not be the most politically Can correct you tell or, me or whatever. Can you the on that album off the top of your head? Because there's another one on there that I can't think of the name that stand, that I love. Oh yeah, this feeling. That's what we were talking about. Are you talking about this feeling or uh, on and on remix with Huey and Sammy Adams? Got, uh, and then they got the uh, the, the country remix. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, like leave the night on. Yep. That's I'm pulling it up now, Steve. So yeah, pull that up, Kyle. Let's play a game. All right. You know the type of Mike Stud music that I like, and again, we're talking about Mike Stud. Me and Kyle have over a hundred episodes on this podcast together. So if he can't generally get the idea of of this, I'll be pretty upset. Um, yeah. So you know the music that I like from Mike, right? And I want you to try and guess what my favorite Mike Studd song um, is from the Mike Studd song era. But I will give you some parameters. 
It is a remix, okay? He mm-hmm. did put a music video out to it, okay? He does not have a beard, okay, in the music video. And he is eating throughout majority of the video, and it's titled with a major celebrity's name. Eating throughout the whole Hmm. Do you, need me, a... to, you need me to read the parameters off again to you? Is it... Uh... Uh... So he I has a new this, man. This is sad. Is yes. it Amanda Bynes or what? There you go, bud. Look there at you this. Go. It, uh, this is upsetting. This is that's, upsetting. that's bad, man. This that's is bad. upsetting because you should know the way that song is. Except, I dude, I, dude, that that's my encouragement to anybody listening right now who came on, you know, when these days dropped or when For the Homies dropped or they're just now hearing Two Birds. Go back and listen to all the old true Mike stud because I love. One thing that Mike said, he, he made a post on Instagram, I think it was, and he said, you know, things are changing now for the for the better, but that he, he's always going to be Mike Stud to the to the real original, you know, OG fans. And that's why I threw this shirt on today. It's, it's the Fresh Leets Duke Mike Stud 23 shirt on because I used to rock this at the gym a lot, and everybody would say, oh, who, who, who is Stud? Who is Stud? So I would just, you know, put them on to the music like that. Uh-huh. You know, just that's little a, by little. That's exactly why the clothing and everything, and they do. We'll we'll get into that too. Um, but I guess what we're generally talking about here, when it comes to this whole Mike Stud era, is that we're talking about a fantastic growing point, and he's exactly. kind of been through stages of that his entire time. When he started, he was raw enough to where he still could learn and grow. Once he started doing that, he started fine tuning his craft. And now I think we're starting to see him come into, like, his real music thing. Because, again, a lot of people forget he was a ball player his whole life. He just started doing this music thing, you know. Like, yes, he's been around the round for a while, but, like, he's still growing as an artist. He just is – he, you know what I mean? Like, like, frankly, in my opinion, he's just becoming a music artist, like, right now. You know, like he's 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 done he's done like amazing songs and he's been a rapper and stuff like that. But he's really becoming more of a artist in the sense of of fine tuning the craft that now he's built up over this time, which we've loved the way he's built it. You know, it's been very raw and very uh, translucent, but it seems like now it's going to be way more serious. But still, generally speaking, that it uh, it's a. it's an unbelievable growing point for what we're about to watch going forward. Bro, you- I used to get hyped for those fucking Sunday stud days. Right. I used to look that, that like I would look forward to that every week more than anything else at right. that time period. It was it was the be- I fucking it was the greatest thing. And he, you know, he's mentioned it a couple of times where he's like, you know, as, I know we we talked about that how how the waiting we've been waiting for so long for this this new mic to happen and who you know. Obviously, with Corona being thrown into the mix, who knows what will happen? But he said several times, and it's like, guys, I promise, this is this is gonna be like the old Mike Stud days. I'm gonna be coming out with music content nonstop this year. So I think I think we should we just gotta keep patient, and uh, it's coming. It's coming. But it's a perfect perfect segue though, because my point is is how we started this podcast was talking about your anticipation and the anticipation he's built up for himself, which he probably knows he's done. What uh, what is it for you that is a standout to kind of like what what you're looking for going forward and kind of like how he's gone about this past like two years where it's been kind of like 
hiatus-y, but not really hiatus-y, you know, like, what's your opinion on everything that's gone on recently, and then obviously going forward from here, you know, that, that we're about to start a new chapter? All right, who wants to go first? Because I'll, I'll go first, because I've, I've been very vocal about this with Mason now for about almost three years now. I was... I think it was late late 2017 when he started teasing for this album. And I had screen recordings, you know, me and Mason screen record all his uh, lives in case he drops a, drops a tease in there or something. And I had them dating all the way back to, I want to say it was like October, September, October of 2017, November maybe. So, I mean, it's been frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Uh, How frustrating? I'm glad we have, like you said, I'm grateful for the body of work that he's put in, you know, the amount of, of content he put out for those years. But it's 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 really aggravating because I listen to the old stuff, but I'm also find myself listening to his one minute or 20, 15 second long teasers more than other artists, full new projects they're putting out because I'm I'm ready for it. And I'm, I was just I was. We were talking before we got on live. I remember I have a, a live that, that we were on. You know, he, he was streaming and he said, all right, if you like this one, it's going to keep going. It's going to be 33 songs. And then somebody sent me a clip where he went on live at like 4 a.m. the other night. And he was like, it's probably going to be like 15, 18. And I'm like, dude, you said you had 33 songs done in 2018. Right. Early 2018, late 2017. What's up with this now? So that's something else that me and Mason were talking about. And the other guys was like, if he's vaulting, if he's scrapping all these teasers that we've been like mm-hmm. just blaring for ye- almost three years now, it's really going to like it's going to be frustrating to me. And I, I know we were talking also before you had just hopped on how. I loved how Mason was honest and said Two Birds wasn't a bad song, but it was kind of just, you know, it wasn't what we were really hoping for. It wasn't what really we were waiting for. And my thing is, is like, like we've been talking about, we're coming from, you said Amanda Bynes. We love the old mixtapes, the rap and stuff like that. You know, he can have some pop elements in there, but I don't want the whole song to just be, you know, just auto-tune, like kind of mumbly and stuff like that. You know, I want... I love I love Mike because of, of, of the deep meaning, you know, like you said, like the quippy like sports references and like just the like douchey attitude he would like joke around about. But also like he he is a good lyricist at heart. You know, he he, he can put on an entire song, whether it's one verse like uh, I was telling Stage from the City is one of my favorite as well from oh, yeah. uh, for the homies. I, but dude, if he would have put like with that with that sick ass beat, if he would have put like four, ver- three or four verses on there, like I, I think you got, yeah. Sorry to cut you. No, I think I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But I think you got a lot um, to that point. I think you got a lot of um, whenever Vori and him get together and collaborate. I th- I think there's a lot of that coming coming your way, like uh, on the horizon for sure. So I, and I, I think, think and I think that a lot of a lot of like the things that you're probably looking for. Uh, okay, so I don't know. You probably don't know this, but just so I can give you my background a little bit, because the best part about me and Kyle doing this podcast is we're both like different types of Mike Stud fans, right? Yeah. So 
my like Kyle loves his music and then everything else as well. And for me, it's not his music that comes first at all. Like I'm, I, and and Kyle will say the same thing. I'm sure that this is a, a big attribute to how he feels about Mike too, and why he's a big fan. But for me, it's like the business side of things that he moves the way he moves, and and his mindset on things. Like really, because like I've been around him a couple times. And, like, I've got to see how he, like, kind of operates in some situations. And then listening to all the shit that he says, I'm like, this guy, like, has a good head on his shoulders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fuck the music, frankly. Like, honestly. Like, I just fuck with him, you know? Like, I, like, like when you dap him up and you have, like, a short conversation with him or a lengthy one, like, you get, you definitely get to understand, all right, people, like, people fuck with him because of him, you know? Like, like, like generally speaking, and then like the music's like a product. So like for me, like that's the way I look at it. So when it comes to like the music stuff, and I'm telling you this just because when you give, when I give my opinion, you're gonna be like, well, what the fuck? I thought this guy was a Mike Stug fan. What I'm saying is that like I look at it like I think that song was perfect for the branding transition, kind of like closing that chapter because we knew who and what was a big part of that chapter, and now that song kind of closes it you know, and, uh, and, and I'm not one to speak on any man's business, but I'm pretty sure it's obvious that song was very, uh, was very chapter closing, opening new door type mood, you know, and, um, and either way, um, I should say, I'm I'm not the type, I'm not the one that's going to talk about his personal business because I do, I am half of a podcast that talks about his real business, but, um, anywho, that uh that he uh that he's doing a great job at like this transition you know because that's hard to do it's hard to switch your name it's hard to switch your branding it's hard especially when people have kind of like expectations like you in the sense of like listen and me and kyle where it's like we fuck with the way he used to be but now this is also him changing so like if he if he's if he doesn't deliver with that expectation do we turn around and say well fuck like, it's not like the old stuff. But then again, he's literally making a change. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. it's like like he's literally saying to us, guys, this is a new chapter. Right. Like, here's I'm going to be putting out shit more regularly, but I'm sure it's going to be different because, you know, if it was the way it was, then I'm sure Mike Stud would still be Mike Stud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, totally agree. Yeah. So my point is, is I'm looking the same way as you are. I'm saying, yo, I hope Amanda Bynes is on there. I'm hoping mm. fucking Swish is on there. I'm hoping that uh, that um, that Thank You is on there. Stuff like that, you know, the same vibes. And I always go off the premonition. I don't know. I mean, this is how I've kind of looked at it now. You know, you know, if you guys are Mike Stud fans, you would know the line that he says: "Every move I make is calculated. This shit ain't no guessing game." I feel like I've always kind of gone off of that where I, the music fan side of me is like, yes, like I need new Mike stud. Give it to me now because I'll like, obviously, like you said uh, earlier, um, Brian, it was just, it, a lot of the music nowadays is so um, repetitive, I would say in, um, and it's just a lot of the same old, same old regurgitated crap to be honest. Yeah. And, um, not a lot, you know, some artists I do enjoy, but a lot of it is the same old stuff that you, and it's, and a lot of these artists are just putting shit out nonstop. So like 
for Mike, it's like it's totally different. Whereas like he puts out stuff where it's calculated, where where it makes sense. He drops stuff when it makes sense, and that's kind of where I kind of see where Steve's coming perspective, and and I I kind of see that side too, where it's like you gotta you just gotta let him kind of do it what he does, and and let the business side work things out, and the music will come. The music will come when it makes sense. Because I and, started and I started saying what I said because. Um, I think that this Post Malone stuff, this, um, who'd you just say right before that? I'm drawing a blank. For? Talking about. Uh, oh, Rory. 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 Yeah. 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 You, when you're talking about this stuff, I think that now it's going to be easier for him to get some of this stuff done because it's a little bit different of a branding and a little bit different. It's very hard to walk into an office with a bunch of suits and say, we're going to put this song out with Mike Studd, who's got a bunch of college kids who love to drink and party. And he's trying to do a song with fucking like Post Malone of Rory. You know, right. frankly, there's people that are involved with this that, that are outside of their control, unfortunately. I so, love the new, I love the new fucking Mike change. Yeah, it's, I think I, it looks crisp and, and perfect on the, I, think it I, looks I, I, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think that um, that it, it, it's really good, and I'm super excited for what's to come. So what, for you, is, like, the biggest thing that you're looking for? Is it the music? Is it the tours? Is it the more video content or just the content in general? Like, what is it for you that you're most anticipating for this next coming part of his career? All right, well, I'm going to respond a little bit to what you said and then get into that uh, shortly after. Uh, I understand perfectly and I love that line as well where he said every move is calculated this shit ain't no guessing game so I agree and that's how I try to go about things and I love I love that just Mike change as well like you know he's always going to be Mike stud to us but I do agree that it, like you said it's so much more marketable and, 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 and mainstreamable you know with just that, that short and sweet like Mike uh, so I agree with that, and I also agree with what you said that I first heard Mike from his music, but then I started really becoming a diehard because I respect Mike as a person. I respect what he stands for and what he brings to the table, you know, in, in every aspect, but just from that realness aspect because we were talking a little bit before you got on, man. I feel like I am so picky with music because I... I'm not going to support somebody who is like a piece of shit that doesn't care about their fans and they're just money hungry. Like you said, putting out shit every other day, just every other week, just to get streams and keep, you know, building up their numbers. And so mm -hmm. it's like, once I, I realized that I like this, so music, you're a big six just, nine fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you yeah, want so that like, clout, baby. Oh yeah. I mean, so, so it's like once I found out Mike as a person, that that would really made me a diehard for life. So mm -hmm. like you were saying, I didn't mean for it to come off as if like I'm just going to be pissy and say, oh, I don't like this. I'm, I'm going to no. support Mike no matter what he does, no matter what he does. I'm going to support him. So for anybody, if, even if Mike hears it, I'm going to support him and rock with him until the very end, because mm -hmm. just for just for what he and, and his music, even without him even knowing it, helped me get through and helped me you know, help keep me going in life, no matter what was going on. 
I could just know that no matter what I was going through, I'd put on these songs, I'd hear these verses, and it's like, you know, that switch would go off, and, and, and suddenly, you're just good, man, you're good, so. Well, so no, I'll, I, tell you, I'll tell you to that, listen, I'm sure Mike lives in a world where no one else's opinions matter unless they're very close to him, he doesn't listen to outside noise, and you just focus on what he's trying to do, but if outside voices did matter and they did affect him it's going to be people like you and like me and kyle who have been longtime fans who have listened to everything who have consumed everything that makes sense to give constructive criticism so like you're not in the wrong by what you're saying like don't yeah no i mean like like i completely get what you're you're saying and trust me i'm sure mike lives in a world where we could sit here and bullshit the good and the bad and it don't matter mike but what i am saying is is that if it did matter the voices of fans that have been around forever and create Mike Stud content and talk about Mike all the time, that are those are the people that you should be wanting to hear the music from as uh, yeah, much. Or the I, music. I agree. <laughs> and, and, and something I told Mason and the other guys the other day is I, I came up with this off the top of my head, but it's truly how I feel. I said Mike needs to understand that he might never be post Malone status, but that we don't want Mike to be post Malone status. We like Mike for who he is to us, for a real person who, you know, we can go to his music and we can go to him, you know, touring is boring or, or even him on podcasts having real conversations and we can relate to him. You know, we don't want him to be, or, or at least I don't, I don't want him to be so overplayed to the point to where it's like, Okay, can you change that song? I want him to expand on himself and to reach the heights he wants to be, but I don't want I feel like some people so you know like on the live streams, what is the most requested thing? Play the song with Post Malone, play the song with Post Malone. That's all they say, that's all they say. It's like we've already heard that. But guess what? That song sounded good, but that's not even close. That's not even in my top hundred of Mike's songs. So I feel like as long as he you know, realizes that and stays grounded. Like he always talks about that book and like how he wants to be good spiritually and everything. So I feel like as long as he stays grounded, you know, no matter how big he gets, then we're always going to be rocking with him. Yeah, I hear you. And what do you think it is? What do you think it is for you that at the end of the day, it's like, like, cause I know, um, and you kind of touched upon it, I guess a little bit, but like, what is it at the end of the day that like you being a fan of Mike like means to you? So like if you said to someone like, listen, like why you like if someone if I said to you, yo, why are you a fan of Mike? Like what would your answer be? Uh, I mean, I, like I kind of touched on it, but right. just to reiterate, just just the realness, like like you said behind him, just the, the I can tell I can read people and I can tell when somebody's being genuine or when somebody is a. Uh, you know, somebody's bullshitting per se. Somebody is putting on an act. Yeah, somebody's putting on an act to say, "Oh yeah, I love my fans," but you don't give a damn about your fans. You're not willing to stay there or go to a show sick or like Mike does, sign autographs for hours and hours before and after shows and and, and get on live with fans. It's like the little things like that that just show you somebody's character. And it's like, I know he's gone through so much. And like you said, it's not our place to get into, you know, him moving on and closing that chapter and leaving, leaving that BS in the past, you know, with, with certain people. It's not our place, but it's like, I'm happy that he's getting past that. And I guess what I'm seeking is just that 
he doesn't throw away all of that hard, just just hard fire music that he created in those few years when he was trying to get over it. Because that's my biggest fear, I guess, is that he's going to pull a, 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 a machine gun Kelly and just erase all of that um, and, and then start over with these 15 or 18 songs. Mm-hmm. But we've been listening to these teasers, like I said, for two and three years. And I'm like, that's the, that's the type of music from 2018, 2019 teasers that I've always wanted to have on my phone and be able to play and play it all day long. Because if I'm sitting here listening to the teasers that much, it's like when the actual song drops, don't change a damn thing, Mike. Just let it fly. Let it fly. And, and, and we were talking about how it's possibly two albums. So what I'm hoping and praying for is that the first album is the keep going album with everything that we've heard. And then the second one, you know, can kind of be, I, I guess, what he's been making now. And and I'm not knocking what he's making now. I mean, you were you heard uh, like Life Got Crazy, Blue Water, Rodman. Uh, Rodman song's fire, bro. There's I mean, a, I can't all, well, I don't even know the oh. names. And I'm just like waiting until I just can't wait, you know. Like, Shout out, fire. Go. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow it, uh, the Instagram page already, but it's the Vault of Mike yeah. on Instagram. He's posting all new snippets of all the new stuff from live streams and whatnot. So go yeah. check him out. Shout out. Shout yeah, out, Vault. It's on, it's on SoundCloud as well. Me and Vault have been talking for a while, actually. Yeah. I, I didn't even know he was gonna start start that page, but but he posted one thing, and I, I actually started sending him a lot from my Vault. I used to have, like, I shit you not, it was like a 45-minute straight of, like, songs that Mike had. But I guess whenever I got my new phone, it didn't transfer over or something. It was, like, from a live stream when he was just playing song after song. And go listen to a – you know about the SoundCloud phone with the snippets and everything? Yeah, yeah. Um, go listen to the one. It's called uh, It's All For It. I'm sure you all have heard it. Where it's like it's 4 a.m. She's four playing, dude. That was I had that whole song on there from the live stream. If he cuts that song, I'm gonna be so <laughs> mad, so mad. That one. And then I was telling him also, Steve. I was telling him, uh, Fool's Gold. Chris Brown put out a song with the beat, so he can't use oh, the original I, beat I, anymore. I got wind of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was so mad when I found that out. Yeah. That was my number one most anticipated out of anything coming that business shit man it's tough um i uh, Wait, real quick steve before we get into that i just want to go back to you had you guys had brought up two different things that i looked up earlier in the pod um so that so that a little fun fact here i don't know if a lot of mike stud fans know this but mike stud had a song with uh french montana it was very yeah. slept on i don't think a lot of people know that but so, so that existed so that lyric I was referencing earlier was "shit, I'm just doing me." Hate to boast, but I got, I gotta go. Sayonara on a boat, Boston bomber. There you Fire. go. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> Good, awesome. But yeah, no, that uh, I do remember that he had a song with uh, with him, and and Mike's had uh, Mike's Mike's dropped some like interesting songs along the way that a lot of people just like haven't uh, haven't listened to too much. But also, it's Mike's fault too because it's not like he necessarily is out there promoting it. So mm-hmm. it's like. It's a little bit hand in hand, but either way, um, it's super exciting to see this next chapter and and what's about to come. And I'm super excited for the tours and 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 yeah. all the merchandise. Like I'm a big fan of that. So I'm gonna pose the question to you: Is like, how do you Foley is like my number one inspiration to what I do, and like and like he 
when I saw what he was doing younger and I was like a big fan of his, I was like, oh, that's so dope. Like, that's so sick. And then like one day I was around him and I said, you know what? Like, I'm about to fucking do this shit, but do it my own way. And and like he was like definitely the person who stemmed a lot of what I my mindsets and thought processes right now. Um, what do you think about the merch and like the and the chug bud stuff and how he does with with the clothing and the different things and putting it out? Do you think it's too much? Do you think that like because sometimes it feels like oh here comes an old T-shirt you know what I mean because he's dropping a new song but then. Do you, like I love it, you know, because again, I love the business side. I think you should fucking put a T-shirt out with every song. But I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm, I think it's spot on. I think it's not to cut you off. I think it's spot oh. on what he does. Uh, the the thing that I'm most aggravated about is that I they sold out before I could get one. One of the mm-hmm. Honolulu T-shirts. That was one of the that dopest ones. Shit goes ones. fast. All all Dude, of this shit goes fast. That was one of the dopest ones, the Honolulu one. Just that artwork, that was probably one of my most favorite shirts that he put out. Um, and I got, I luckily I got the uh, the, the Duke uh, jersey. Um, I'm, I'm too scared to wear it because it's white. I don't want to get it dirty. I just want to almost put it in a, in a case, man, like in, in a frame. But but yeah, I, I definitely support the merch. And um, I got the, I got the fresh slates, the same one you have, twenty three, but it's black. I love that. Yeah, no, love it's that sick. And 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 I got the uh, the keep going bracelets too that I I, I wear. Um, and I want him to get another shoe, man. I want him to get another mm. shoe. <laughs> Steve's got those the Air Force ones. I know. I'm. Oh, they, I'm what are they a, called? The, you never know. Ones. <laughs> dude, let me just tell you something. When when he first put out the teaser. Because if you remember, he dropped Win and uh, Talk Less on the same exact day. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard the teaser, when he said, you never know, just like the shoes say, I got like goosebumps. I was like, that's fucking sick. I was like, okay, that I was like, that's the type of shit that I want to hear now. Like, you know, just references like oh, that. Like five every time I put them on, trust me, like I'll like like it's just it's just different. You know, I, right now they're beat the fuck up. Hold up. I'm it just hits different, man. <laughs> Listen, I said that if I was gonna buy them, I would beat them up because, like, that's the way to do it, right? So, like, oh, like well, my, change the laces and shit. My problem is I got a fucking wide ass big foot, so I can't even fit in Nikes. I can't oh. fit in no Nikes, so it's like I want to buy some just to put them up. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the the uh, they had the Jordan brothers, Michael Jordan's sons, yeah, like mm-hmm. collaborate with them on that. Which is insane. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, he's a good connection to have. Yeah, uh, yeah he, I mean, <laughs> he had that shoe before he was even that big. That shoe was right. from a while ago. Right. So it's like, you know, now the sky's the limit. And if he wants to get a deal with like, because I'm sure you've seen like those posty Crocs, those things sell out in like 30 seconds. So if right. he wants to get some fire ass, keep going Crocs mm-hmm. or something, I'm buying <laughs> some. Day one, I'll be on there when it drops. So oh, something yeah. like that, dude, that's sick to me. I love, like you said, I love Well, I think that's those are the type of things that you're going to see going forward where it's like in the past he wasn't in a position to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are the things we look forward to where we're sacrificing some other things, you know. Like, you, yeah. could, see him, you could see him doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one big thing that I – but he was, like, a proponent of for, like, an entire year was the fact that he was going to be in movies and stuff because I could see him doing that as well. You know, it seems like he doesn't have that taste in his mouth anymore. But my point is, is that like 
I think that more doors are going to open up for him and everything because of how he's going to start to present himself to everybody else. Um, and then it's always, I said this a billion times, you know, we could talk about the content, but the content isn't everything. What is he going to do to get new eyes on the Mike brand? You know, what is he going to do extra? Is he going to be doing guest spots on podcasts? Is he going to be doing fucking different types of shit? You know, like Mike has to figure out now, like not only, all right, so this is the content I'm going to be putting out. But, like, is he going to take the route of, listen, I'm just going to let my content speak for myself and hopefully people hear about it? Or, like, and that's kind of how he's been leading on the whole time. It's like, I'm going to just keep making this dope shit and then people are going to hear about it. Or is he going to take the fucking approach of these mainstream artists where it's like, I got an album out. I'm running it. I'm going on the podcast. I'm going on the morning shows. You know what I mean? Like, even on a lower level, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like what, like, what is it? that uh that he's gonna do to get more eyes not to entertain us to yeah, get I mean I, I feel like uh going back years ago whenever we first heard everybody cool and everything I kind of figured that was gonna be the one to start the mic generation uh just to to get it but then I also felt like well you know he's been busting his ass for 10 plus years now I don't think that he wants to let that song get huge just because most people would see Post Malone and listen to it. I, I feel like they want he wants any real real fans to discover it, you know, on their own, not not just see Post Malone's name and be like, oh, oh, well, this is good. So I, I kind of felt like that's why he kind of shied off of that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, co- a little conspiracy theory, a little Mike conspiracy theory that I've just kind of, it's just me in my own mind think thought about. I I, I really do think, that there and I think he's mentioned this on the podcast briefly and it may have been a Freudian slip or I don't know but he he did say he has a couple records with Post I'm thinking there's another song that we just don't know about that's that that he's got with Post that might that's what I think might be one of the things holding up this whole process but that that could be on like a post album, like a feature on a post album. Now, a lot of people will disprove that theory because, oh, wait, no, Mike's, there's no way Mike's big enough for that, for a feature on a post album yet. You never know. That's all I got to say to that. Secondly, going uh, back to Steve's point about making himself more known, I guess this was kind of a way that they talked about it on the, on, on the podcast. John mentioned it, where um, they're doing this thing with Bravo Pay, the app, where they're going to be putting stuff like, uh, some content out there and um, maybe that's I know that's a, I know a lot of athletes like Richard Sherman and um, a, a few others that have kind of hopped on the Bravo pay so maybe that's kind of like a, a little way of getting their name out there and getting more content out there to the public yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how this goes and and what the future comes because like uh, we're all saying here you know like it's definitely been a long time waiting to start seeing him put out albums regularly or or projects regularly. How about some fucking like uh, music videos for songs on a project? You know, a lot of the times it's like very like loosely put out and stuff like that. But I'll be very excited to see uh, to see how it goes, and I'm excited to see the numbers. I want. Well, yeah. very- I was just looking today, and that the Two Birds song's already in his top five on Spotify. Right. It, it replaced something else. But man, it felt like he dropped that like a year ago. 
Honestly. <laughs> no, I agree. It's also like that, that can be a lot of your fault too, man, if you're listening to it too much, you know. Like it for me, you can't get sick of it. I do that with all fucking my juice world songs, is like I find one that I love and then like uh, from the unreleased stuff and I find one I love and I just listen to the shit out of it and then I put it on a playlist and I'm like, All right, well, let me go find another Yeah, no, I mean my thing is I, I, I listen to I'm so picky, I guess, with music. Like, I don't listen to things I know, like you said, per se, that I can listen to time and time again. And I'm so picky, so it's like, I'm also, I guess, getting greedy on that aspect because we have so much mic, but like, I listen to, I'll listen, when Four of the Homies came out, I probably listened to that 20 times in a row, the entire thing, within a day. So it's like, at that point, I'm like, okay, I want more, I want more. We had more teasers and everything. So it's like, I need to I need to calm myself, but I also don't really, you know, venture out too much. Um, mm-hmm. You said you said Juice World, and then um, Kyle was telling me a few, you know, smaller artists he saw. I'm really excited for. Uh, I've been a for for since years ago since his mixtape. I've been a, a Machine Gun Kelly fan. And I'm excited for this like rock album that he's putting out. Um, did y'all did hear got, Bloody Bloody listen, Valentine? Listen, man, I you can ask Kyle. I listen to four artists. That's it. I listen to Juice. I listen to John Bellion. I listen to Mike. And I listen to Machine Gun Kelly. That's yeah. it. And like, Dude, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan. And I'm a huge fan of his as well. And I love and shit. Like, did you see that video he, he put he, out for the? Uh, did you see that video he put out for the uh, protests in honor of the protests? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the shit that he's doing. He's killing it. You know, we spoke about it on the podcast in the past, but he's killing the quarantine vibes. He's killing yeah. the content and this rock album because he's hanging out with fucking Travis Barker all the time. Dude, that gonna album is gonna be so fucking sick. Right? I, yeah. I, it's just like it's just like and Travis is fucking like executive producing it. So like we know that that he's got a thumbprint on it. I think and I think I think he's got something on Posties too because he's been Posties been hanging out with Barker at the at, at the well. crib. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think. Uh, I think we only got another month to go on 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 that front, uh, yeah. Steve. I think I think I I mean he said in January that it was coming out between June and July. So you know uh-huh. I'm hoping it doesn't get pushed back anymore because I'm ready. But but they got some Listen, really changed a lot of things too. Yeah, it definitely did. We were supposed to have. I mean, Mike even said it. He we were supposed to have an album, but because of the corona, things got kind of pushed around. I'm sure for a lot of these artists right now, it's just a a lot of unknown and um obviously i think in honor of the protests they've been moving stuff back and uh the pandemic as well so i think it's uh i have to cut you off kyle i I always forget that you have that shirt because that's like one one of my favorite ones that i've ever made because i I, like i only made it for you Mm -hmm. so um i always forget that it's you that has it um i wear it loud and proud my friend yeah i love it (laughs) but yeah, I guess perfect segue a little bit here, being that I interrupt you. Um, about to be doing a whole bunch of stuff for the clothing brand, like a ton of stuff, and it's going to be super exciting. And if anybody's listening and doesn't follow the Instagram on there, you got to go follow it. Kyle plugged in the beginning because, like, l- let me tell you, fucking Josh, that dude is going to be super exciting coming forward with always up to something because – I gave him something, and I'm I'm very excited to see what he's got to send back to me. And 
he's going to be helping me with stuff. I got some other people that are that are very excited to work with me. Um, and if you don't know who Ch- he's talking about, Josh Casper, we had him on last week. Uh, go watch that interview. Stream it everywhere. Oh, shit. Fucking oh, dope. Shit. Yeah. He's a Steve, too. <laughs> he's a fellow Steve. Yeah, and I saw the clothing. I saw the clothing. I, I, I'll definitely rep it. You know, I want to support kind of like I support Mike. I want to support, you know, real people wanting to do, you know, real big things. So I, I feel like that's that's like a turn. You know, that's that's what turns people on to that. Like anybody can go listen to these mainstream artists or buy these mainstream clothing brands. But it's like when you find something or somebody that you really like, you know, you believe in what they're they're saying and they're preaching and they're they're selling and their you know their ideology like that's you want to follow that you right. want to follow that. That, that 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 motivates you you know mm-hmm. and that's that's something for me that I'm working on too because I do a, a very uh, con- I do have a very conscious effort to not make myself a um, focal point of my clothing brand. If you follow my clothing brand regularly, you see that I never post myself. You know, if you follow me, obviously I post the brand, but never kind of vice versa. And uh, and it's definitely something that I'm I'm working on because it's not that I need to be a face of the brand, but I definitely want more people to be aware that I am the person that's running it. So uh, so I get what you're saying because people gravitate to that way more. Um, so like, I'm super aware of that and appreciate, um, the fact that like, there's people like you that are, that are super invested in what they support, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I mean, shit, got a lot of, got a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, frankly, I want to say not to cut you off. I want to, I want a Huey Mac feature on, on one of the upcoming albums. I want to, I want a new Huey, new Mike type deal because Huey, like, it took him longer than Mike, but he's evolving now. He's, you know, he he's catching up to date. So I was happy to see when that last album came out because I've been listening to Huey since way back. You know, I I heard about Huey obviously from Mike, and and, and the last album he put out, there's a lot of bangers on there. Yeah. We actually we talked to him about that on the interview, um, which you guys can go listen to episode 100. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about his whole relationship with Mike and, and what they do and what they got going on. Um, I mean, I think he's I think he I, I would love one, too. I even said it to him. You know, I, I would I, I'd, lo- I'd kill for that for that collaboration. I just think they're both at and he even said this is just they're at different points in their yeah. career right now where they they'll hang out. But like they're just at different parts in their life right now. So yeah, I'd love to see it. What do you think? I think Huey's underrated too, just like Mike is. So what is it? Uh, so what is it? Let's talk about you a little bit. We spoke about Mike. Um, how have you been doing with this whole quarantine thing? And and how do you? Uh, what's your loose opinion on like what's going on in the world right now? I'm liking to pick a couple different people's brains and getting their opinion on here. You know, you don't have to make any uh, political stances or putting your foot in the ground about anything you don't want to. But uh, but just what do you mean? What do you take as generally speaking? It's affecting a lot of the things we love, like what we we're just talking about, music and sports and just culture in general. But what's your mindset on it and how has the quarantine life been for you? I mean, it's it's kind of been a blessing in disguise, honestly, because it kind of helped me get back to my roots, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you, know you you can grow 
on on your own without having to constantly be going 100 miles an hour forward and you know always be going all these different places working 24 7 like i said going 100 miles an hour you got to do this you got to do that you can't even focus on on growing yourself as a person you know growing faith family anything like that so it's, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise i'm glad that it's you know it's basically uh like flatlining now um I think, I don't know how it is by y'all, but it's already phase two of like three or four. So, I mean, like everything is, is, is already open back up now. And it's kind of like that. I think they're able to do half capacity as of, as of last week. So I'm, I'm happy for sure that, uh, you know, it, it's hey, over with. If we could do to make sure that Superdome's packed in the fall, I'll go fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll tell you what the people, a, a bunch of my buddies got, They've been having season tickets for the longest time, and they said that they, you know, they were being told that it's probably going to be half full max. Like that, they don't know how it's going to go. So, you know, we're going to have to wait and see on that. And I love. Well, they're uh, going to tell them to be fucking loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I go. I go. Uh, I love NFL, but man, the past, the past probably eight or ten years, I've been a fucking huge college football fan. And if we don't have college football, mm-hmm. college football playoffs this year, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, Are you a Tigers fan? No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm a roll tide. Hate to tell these Louisiana out here. Wow. Hate hate to tell these people, but let me tell you something right now. I I I get shit all the time, as you know. That's like people. That, I don't know if it's like this in every state, but here, dude, like it's it's LSU or like you're the enemy. Like you yes. like you can basically yes. die and it I'm doesn't from matter. New York, and I feel that way because I, that your city has adopted me or that city has adopted me. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. And it's like I'm a roll tide guy and I'm I'm I was hoping and praying that uh that Tua would come back, but I'm happy he's in the NFL. And I I think if he stays, you know, healthy, that's a that's a generational talent. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not I'm not discrediting Burrow or whatever he had like an amazing season, but I think Tua's far superior in just uh, ceiling wise. Like his potential is just, and and I'm not I, I knew it from I'm I'm so much of a fan that like I even watched the uh, you know like the spring games and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember they threw Tua in the spring game like three years ago, four years ago, and he he threw one pass and I said, okay that that's something special. Mm-hmm. You can just see that you know the touch on it. I'm, I'm nervous because we gotta. I'm a Pats fan, so it's like we gotta we gotta deal with him twice a year now for the for who knows how long. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the AFC East plays out now post Brady uh, with all these young oh, yeah. QBs coming up. I love I love Brady, man, and I'm I'm you know it's just tough because like I used to I used to have a favorite team and like be a diehard, but I would get so mad and so sad. Mm-hmm. It's like you. you it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> every is. every that, fall. <laughs> that's, that's the best the way to put it. What the fuck do you know, Kyle? Please tell me what the fuck you know about an emotional roller coaster winning six championships Bro. in two years. Bro, <laughs> yeah, Brady. you watch the Pats game, they like it's like every fucking game. It's it's they somehow either pull it off in the end or it just comes down to the wire. It's you crazy. Want, you know, it is to. tough, bro. I'll tell you what. Years uh, that's now. true. That, uh, you got robbed there. That, that's for sure. You one definitely of the most nail biter, the biggest nail biters I've ever seen, not to cut y'all off, is the. Uh, it's probably the one of the top two or three best games I've ever seen was 
whenever Brady beat uh, Mahomes in Arrowhead in the AFC mm-hmm. Championship. Dude, I was like rolling on the ground in that game because I don't care what anybody says. We can argue about this till the day I die. They wanted Kansas City versus uh, the Rams in the Super Bowl. They were throwing every BS. Like, if you go back, I think it was in the third quarter, third or fourth quarter, they gave Mahomes, they gave the Chiefs offense, it was either two or three penalties on the same exact play, on the <laughs> same play. So they got, like, it was either 45 or 63 Back yards. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. So that, and then, thank one, God that D four. Thank God for D four jumping off sides, man. That's all I, <laughs> I know. But dude, literally the most clutch performance, one of the most clutch performances ever, is Brady completing three straight third and tens in the AFC Championship in the freezing cold in the enemy territory. You know, Bruce, territory. He's a goat. He's a goat, no doubt. So, he's going to get smacked twice a year now by the Saints. Damn fucking straight. I want to see falling on the ground all day long. I'm going to be screaming about it. And anybody who loves Brady can at me. I don't give a fuck. This year, I'm going savage mode. I'm coming at everybody. I'm coming at Winston. I'm expecting him to step the fuck up. I want him on the sidelines juicing motherfuckers up. I want him licking fucking W's. I want that Winston, but I want it for Nola. And hey, I'm super excited. It might happen because now that your your Bro, quarterback's camp, looking, <laughs> I'm not even I'm not saying anything, but he's been looking good, fucking Winston. He's been he got the eye surgery. He's been doing this, that, and the third. And as long as fucking Breeze is keeping him close, that's all that I, that's all I care about. Not to get political um, here. What do you what are your thoughts about the whole Breeze thing? He's in a who, war with Trump right now. Who, who I, do you want? <laughs> Who's thoughts? First off, first off, shout out to the people who follow me. Because I don't know if anybody saw my tweet, but literally like fucking 12 people reached out to me. They're like, yo, what do you think about this Breeze thing? And I'm like, do I have to make a statement regarding the matter? Like, do you like on this I, podcast? Yeah, I mean, like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm like, okay, so I did say what I said. But either way, I'll reiterate here. He is, he is the captain of New Orleans. He's rebuilt the city. He has done the most that any individual could do from the minute he's been there for not black people for not white people for fucking everybody that lives there bottom line he's donated he spent time he's literally fucking worked on construction he is a core brick to the building blocks of new orleans and let alone he's the captain of the football team he fucked up he spoke about something he shouldn't have spoken about he didn't he inadvertently was commenting on things that he probably at the moment didn't even know people were going to take it that way. But he was just giving his expression. Thank God that the Saints aren't some bullshit fucking team that's just going to be like, yo, you fucked up. Go rot. They obviously all got together, spoke and got on the same page. So bottom line, if Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Cameron Jordan are all happy, I'm fucking happy. Because that's our guy, you know. I, I know Jenkins was at first wasn't too happy, but I think he sort of all came around. But that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see as a team for them to be able to kind of acknowledge what happened, but then talk about it and 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 realize that at the end of the day, this is Drew. You know, he just misspoke in a probably not a smart time to be talking about that. Right. And 
Yeah, no, I, I get it. it it's um, I'm, I'm glad that the NFL is kind of taking a whole stance on this thing now. Kind of, you know, you see Goodell, you know, talking about the Kaepernick situation again. And they're kind of like, oh, yeah, we fucked up. But, you know, it's 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 definitely a, a weird time. And um, you just kind of I just you got to you got to kind of watch what you say and watch what you, you know, what, you know, watch how you speak about the matter. But it's all you can do, I think, at the end of the day is, is support and and, you know, do the best to educate and learn yourself. That, that's what I that's what I'm doing, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I try not to cut you off, man, but I've I just think that. You know, everybody, no matter who they are, nobody's perfect. Nobody's even close. We all fuck up. And I just feel like I, I saw a video the other day. So keep in mind, I went through Katrina in New Orleans. I, mm-hmm. I lived there. I went through it. And like you said, Drew Brees helped bring this city back from basically hell and chose to come into a mess with a new organization to him and everything. And I just I just felt like it was disrespectful whenever I saw the video of, of, of the uh, the fans chanting fuck Drew Brees after everything that he's done for yeah, them. I'm, that was I'm disrespectful. Not, I'm not justifying. I'm not even. I don't even get political. I I don't even. I'm not even commenting on what he said. I just think it's disrespectful because instead of saying fuck Drew Brees, you know, if somebody wants to say they misspoke and they apologize, then forgive them and let that guy like 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 Steve said, let him lead your your team for as many more years that he, as he wants to because you know. And you got Taysom Hill. He's gonna be in that city through way after he's a football player. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, no I think that the people, the fans owe an apology to him just as he apologized to the fans for, for like, turning on him so quick. Mm-hmm. Because what and do you think? I mean. Very sensitive you, time, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. And people are I mean, very jump to jump on a bandwagon, especially one that involves hate. You know, people are people love to show hate, and it's way harder for people to show up for some oh, reason. Oh, for sure, man. But that's, that's how sure. it is. But that's and, why I'm glad is his team's, like, his team well, rallied around him at the right, end of the exactly. day, and and, and that, that's what that's how it's got to be. That's right. how it's got to be. Like you said, that, there, there's nothing else. You know, it, it'd be stupid to give up a top uh, five quarterback ever. Uh, you know, just because you you speak about something and you may not know all the facts and that you know behind. Top five human, not ever, but he's 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 consider he's he's definitely one of the best people that have ever worked and operated in New Orleans. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, and it, and it just it pissed me off. Not even, uh, I'm not even a like I said, I'm not even a Saints fan. I'm not even. I just like football in general, but it just pissed me off knowing that you know everything like you said that he did that they that they'd be willing to turn their back on him just like that. Yeah, and especially for me, you know, like I'm from New York, and I would love to be down there and living down there. I love it there, so it's kind of unfortunate that uh, I saw that too because I'm supporting him from here, you know. Um, I think we all just need football and sports to come back right. in our lives. <laughs> so I guess uh, I guess we've had a great conversation here, and we'll just uh, let you have the floor for a few minutes to kind of like plug your social media, so then the people that have been listening to you kind of can follow up with you and check you out, or just give any message that you want um, to our following or your following or the new people that are listening to both of us. But this is kind of your floor, man. Take as long as you want or as short as you want, whatever you want to say. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I I had to, to set my phone down. I had to come throw it on the charger because we we've been talking for a good minute. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I'm not 
I'm really not too big into, you know, I don't really go posting on social media or anything. Really, the only reason I still have Insta is uh, for, for Mike, man, for, for you talking to, to, to Steve's and talking to Mason and, and, and the other guys like that. And then just, you know, the live stream so I can hear the teasers first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is it, it's a very tough place. And I feel like whenever I was younger, I was much bigger into social media and you know, it's kind of good sometimes to take a step back and, and take some time away from it. And I understand with, with y'all's podcast, obviously that's social media. You have to have it. And, and, and that's the good side of it. You know, that that's not like the bad side is fuck Drew Brees, all this stuff. <laughs> the good side is using it to reach as many people as you can. Because guess what? Think about how many people it, there is out there who are fans of Mike and haven't even heard of you your podcast yet but once they hear and they they just you know they relate to everything that we've been talking about every single message i watched like 10 seconds of the of the one the other day with mason and i was like okay i'm in i'm gonna start watching (laughs) these and i went and subscribed immediately so shout out to y'all for that and just being real and it's like i just feel like just for mike if he hears this just keep being you man since like you have been since day one and and realize that we want you to fulfill all your dreams we want you to to get as big as, as you desire but that we're also diehard fans you know from day one us three and i'm sure there's many others out there so it's kind of like you know man just keep being you but but don't ever forget like that song thank you you know what got you here that that we we wanted you to get here we got you to this point and that's i guess that's why it's my favorite song because anybody listening to it no matter what they're going through they can just realize like you know, we were a part of this journey and I'm excited to see what it's going to, man. I'm excited. And, you know, you were saying, are you excited for tours? And I'm excited for everything. Any, any media plugs, any tours, anything, but most importantly, drop that fucking album, baby. <laughs> I, need. I think, I think, wait, I think I'm going to cut you off there. Cause that's pretty fucking good. Cause that's a good way to end it. Drop the fucking album, man. We're excited to hear it. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us and everything. Um, you're literally anytime you want to come on here and shoot the shit, man. You, 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 yeah, no, you got, I mean, for sure. I appreciate yeah, it. And, and I, we just, just for, just so that people know I had, we maybe sent five DMS back and forth. I sent you my Skype name and that was it. And we had met before this, but it's like, we, we talked for a good hour max and you know, we fit right in because that's, that's the type of people that Mike brings together, you know, with other artists, you might have some, you know, different groups and everything, but Mike, you know, brings real hungry people who want to support and want to, you know, fight and go after what they want and what they, what they believe in. So, I mean, I appreciate, you know, the honor being on here and I'll definitely hop back on, you know, once we, we get more things, especially once the album finally fucking drops, dude, mm-hmm. get me and Mason and whoever else on here at the same time and do that. That'll be a fucking toast right there. That sounds like a good idea. Let me tell you. So so listen, man, do us a favor. Uh, While you're chatting with all the Steves out there, if anybody sticks out that you think that should be coming on here and chatting with us, just do us a favor and see if they have any interest and get it over to Kyle so that we could get him in here because uh, we want to talk to more people that are like you or or doesn't matter where you're from or what your point of view is. If you're a big fan of Mike, we want to start talking to more of his fans and having cool conversations like this. So, uh, so if you could do us a favor and spread the word, if you're talking to anybody that you think that would work great to come on here and, uh, and 
and talked with us. And then if anybody's listening too, and and you are a big fan of Mike and you want to uh, come talk to us, just DM the bottom line page and, uh, and we'll get back to you. Cause uh, I think that uh, I can speak for me and Kyle, but we like doing this and we want to keep using this platform to talk to more of Mike fans outside, just giving uh, Kyle and I's opinion. So we're still doing all the guests and shit. We got a bunch of coming up and everything. But uh, but we definitely want to start to incorporate talking to more of Mike's fans because that's where we started. We started as Mike's fans, and and that's where we kind of grew from in this podcast. So uh, so we want to talk to more of you guys. So thanks for listening, uh, Kyle. It's been another episode that is unbelievable, and uh, thanks for taking the time, man. We appreciate uh, everything uh, and all the gems that you dropped and perspectives. Yeah, no problem, man. Y'all take care for sure. And all the listeners take care. And let's get that album, baby. <laughs> Have a good all evening. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just wanted to take this time out to thank y'all, man. Welcome to release. My reception isn't always good, this ain't Verizon So I'm up late, watching the sun rising Mom and dad's garages, where I got started They always stood behind me like Obama, they abiding uh, One house, just the four of us We didn't have a lot, they gave it all to us Now I'm smiling, now I'm lying I'm crying while I'm writing on this tour or bus But fuck it, cause I'm just being real Yeah, And nowadays that's kinda hard Been faking like I made it even though that's kinda far Show in front of 50 people at a bar uh, Is it really what it seems? Yeah, Am I living out my dreams? Cause most people think so But they only see the videos and views They should read some of these tweets <laughs> So I learned to deal with it and Nowadays everyone's a real critic And I agree, a lot of times it's me Got this douchebag persona But in time you'll see that I'm Really just a normal dude Go to normal bars, hang with normal dudes Go to Applebee's and eat normal food Don't be mad at me, I'm getting sorta cool <laughs> But to the fans that can deal with me And the people that keep it real with me And most importantly my family Yeah, see I just wanna say thank you Forget me when I'm gone in history Think like a visionary Sitting at Ben and Jerry's Plotting how I'm getting on top like missionary Then kick it like Vinatieri And stick around No quickie like Kim and Reggie Till hitting the cemetery for good Till I'm gone Singing my favorite song Picking up my best friends to bring along And yeah, my sister my assistant now This shit's a fucking business now And I wouldn't say I'm balling But I got money in my wallet And these labels started calling I just wish Nana and Pop was still here, yeah I wish they could've saw this They missed all this And nothing's ever perfect But every one of y'all has made this all worth it And I just wanna say thank you